Thanks for hitting that play button. Welcome back to Unlearning, a podcast dedicated to all the things you had to unlearn in order to become the better person you desire to be. Today's episode is about religion. Let's unlearn that. And today we have a special guest. Uh, I have a note here that says, say something nice about Mel. Um, What should I say? (laughs) I'm sure I can come up with something nice. She's a great lady. And (laughs) she's... Uh, she is a photographer by trade, a wedding Ooh. photographer, uh, and she is a very smart person who has lots of insightful and funny. She's very funny. So Believe no it pressure. or not, I'm, I'm not feeding him these notes right now. So no pressure. Be very funny <laughs> and be I'm very smart. smart. Uh, uh, Melanie, uh, Melanie Shelton is our guest today. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me and my wit and sense of humor apparently and photography skills which are really helpful on podcasts so yeah yeah how will uh, how else will people know what we look like yeah <laughs> <laughs> they hear our voices but they don't know our faces um all right oh. so let's jump into our first segment unlearning this Felicia, would you like to read the submission? I grew up in a very conservative christian world so i was taught the only career choice was to go into ministry While in school, I learned how toxic the church is. It was a logistical lifestyle. You earn your life, respect, and salvation. There were no emotional awareness, and I had to keep all emotions in. Then when I got Lyme disease, it helped me unlearn toxic masculinity. I had come to the realization that my worth isn't contingent on my physical strength, how much money I make, or how much I hide my emotions and remain tough. All right. Thank you for your submission, Anonymous. Uh, so there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot going on here that's, that's mm-hmm. not just about religion as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've got some we got some toxic masculinity, which is probably that's probably the thing I should talk about. I should probably mansplain to everyone what toxic masculinity <laughs> is. <laughs> I had never heard of it before. Yeah. 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 Um, also, Oddly, though, I feel I've experienced it. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like I have follow-up questions for this person. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? Well, they got they got Lyme disease, and that helped them unlearn. Their, I, I'm just I I want to know more. Yeah, but it's but too. but yeah, but it's a good submission. We yeah, I think a lot of people um, grow up in. I, this is true of religion and, and a lot of things where you just kind of grow up in a certain environment and you never really question it mm-hmm. as a child, at least. Right. That's how it was for me. I feel like I grew up in a Pentecostal church and it was like, these these are things that we know to be true and you're not supposed to question it. You're just supposed to believe it. And like, there's just something that didn't sit right with me with being like, why can't we challenge the things that we love to help ourselves grow yeah something that's hard for me is the idea of i mean organized religion in itself is is complicated Mm -hmm. um and i feel like faith should be your own and something that you actively pursue and hold up against culture and hold up against things that you experience in your life, right? And and you should be asking questions. And so a lot of times in organized religion, you're raised, and this is a lot of our experiences, even though we all had came from different backgrounds, to you're told one thing. It's a very narrow scope of the world or of the Bible or of, you know, whatever it is that you're pursuing, but you're being kind of spoon-fed one version of that, right? And, And it leads to a to this very often with people that later have to deconstruct, like how damaging that was, that if you have this narrow scope of something, um, and then as you grow up and have to take ownership of, of your own frame of mind and the things that you've learned, you start to ask those questions that you were never really given the space to ask before. And I think that is a huge problem, at least in my experience. Yeah, so I think one of the reasons we have you on is today uh, is because you are still a religious person. And Felicia and I, Felicia, when was the last time you went to church? Okay, ouch. Be honest. God is listening. <laughs> okay, so um, 
I watched the show called Greenleaf that's very church-based. Does that count as going to church? That does not count as going to church. Then I have not gone to church in years. Uh, nor have I. Nor have I. Full to be fair, there's a global um, pandemic. A lot of people haven't gone to church in over a year. But that's true. I'm yeah, right. Felicia hasn't left her living room in over a year. So. <laughs> I've been stuck here. Yeah, it's probably been like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably safe to say for me, too. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I mean, Matt and I have this conversation a lot that I actually, I don't love the term religious, right? Because I actually really struggle with organized religion and what what the word religious means to people. So I usually mm-hmm. say that I'm a person of faith um, because to me that fe- that feels more like a personal ownership of the things that I believe in the way that they play into my life. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I do, I really struggle with, with being like, oh yeah, I'm very religious. Cause it's like, mm, I don't really want to, to tie what, what my faith means to me to other people's perspectives of religion or, or associations with that. Mm-hmm. Man, I talk about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, like, Man, <laughs> yeah, well, because you are, yeah, you identify as a Christian. Right. A lot of times there are people who, are on the news or in popular culture who are like i'm a christian and they say let's just be honest they say crazy things Mm -hmm. and then they 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 say it's because it's their religion or whatever you know so um you're not a just to be clear we're talking about chick-fil-a being closed on sundays yeah, right. right. Like, why would you do that? The for most egregious. That's... I'm always like, why are you making us look bad? Everybody wants chicken on Sundays. Like, get out of here. The fact, yes, the fact that Chick Fil A is closed on Sundays is why a lot of people don't like Christians. Hate. Yeah, exactly. And I fully <laughs> support. That's that. why I stopped going. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I stopped going to church. Yeah. <laughs> I I just think it's so crazy that what's televised and shown to the world about religion are the extremes and not like people, like you said, who are just like living in their faith and like their religion. Um, I just, I'm glad that people are having conversations like these with like people they love and like other people about what religion means to them. But it is hard for me, especially because it's been so long since I've been to church to, um, I feel like there's so much I've had to unlearn with like toxic masculinity with, um, things that I just thought was just so wrong within religion. So I just am not ready to even like open up that luggage of like, this is, I, this is all I'm unlearning to like get back into religion or faith. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I think something I'm very grateful for being invited into this conversation, right? Because I do think that that is where more of that kind of healing can happen. I think so Mm -hmm. many people have been, so burned or traumatized by their experiences of religion and guilt or shame or oppression by a church or by, you know, a a religious group. And I think it is really important to, because when you're watching the news and you feel like that perspective is being shoved down your throat and that that's a representation of what people believe. And so all people who believe that must feel that way. That's so frustrating to me because it's really like, it's not about issues. We also tie religion to politics very absurdly in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it needs to be about people. Um, There's a Christian author and like public speaker, but his name is Carlos Whitaker. He's so amazing to follow on Instagram, whether you are a Christian or not, he's amazing and hilarious. But, and he's, he's a Democrat and his perspective, cause you know, people always assume, okay, if you're a Christian, you must be conservative and he's not, but he always says like, it's, we shouldn't stand on issues. We should walk with people. And I think that's mm-hmm. so important. And I think having conversations and, and looking someone in the eye and being able to talk to them about their experience, uh, whether it be a positive experience in their faith or a negative one is extremely important. We need to be able to acknowledge what has been toxic about religion or church or um, these things have harmed people. But also I believe that there's value 
you know, in, in the foundation of some of these things, um, mm -hmm. which should be part of the conversation as well, which is why I've, I've chosen to hold on to some of that and carry that into my adult life, apart from just how I was raised, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Am I talking too much? I feel like I'm talking no, too much. No, you're the guest. You're okay. supposed to talk. <laughs> like, normally, I talk Perfect insight. <laughs> Maybe that's why Not I'm sure. uncomfortable. Matt hasn't said anything. Yeah, you're like, you're like no, this isn't right, because I've listened to this episodes right. of this show, and 90% of it is Matt saying ridiculous things. So just in most of my experience in our friendship, that's, that's the truth. I'm allowed to listen. <gasps> you're doing great. You're so good at listening. You're so proud. Uh, for, um, I don't know if this is a good question. It feels, uh, how much of your religion and faith do you think you still hold on to from growing up what you were taught and like what you were taught now do would you say it's like like 50 50 or like what have you had to shed to yeah to I, I really yeah I like that language actually about having to shed I think because because honestly without trying to speak you know in what we call Christianese, which is using like all the Christian buzzwords. <laughs> but like, I think the center and foundation of what I believe is there, right? Like, I believe that Jesus came and died for me like that, that is there. And, and um, the Bible to me is the most truth I can understand. Um, and that is very important to me. I would say it's more about how that was encouraged um, to be applied in my life is more what I've had to deconstruct or, or shed somewhat and carry that into my adult life differently. Um, and that's a very general way of saying it. But so, so I feel foundationally that is there. And, and honestly, my faith does play into every aspect of my life, right? It, it encourages me in how to deal with people with conflict it it's a part of how i manage my own finances like it really does you know in dating it's it really does play into so much of my life um but it doesn't have to be a barrier between me and people who don't believe what i believe and i think mm -hmm. that was something that wasn't explicitly said but i do believe that that is unfortunately how i felt the church was encouraging me but that it had to be you need to find the people who think like you and you need to hold tight to that and don't let other things in mm -hmm. and while i can see what what was trying to be encouraged there it was so damaging it was very hard to relate to other people i didn't understand yeah just very common social aspects of life it was mm -hmm. it was very strange and i think there's so much now that is portrayed in such a negative light about Christianity because, because people who claim to be Christian use that to press their convictions onto other people who, who don't ascribe to believing in God. And I think that's a bizarre thing that I really had to kind of unlearn, right? It was like, my convictions are my own, um, my beliefs are my own, and how I let them affect my life and how I move forward and interact with people in the world is my own. Those are my decisions. It should be very personal. And if I'm with someone who doesn't believe in God and doesn't, um, you know, or, or they do, but, but their experience of God is very different, then I can't expect them to have those same convictions that I do. It just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fair, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's no way I should expect, um, you to live the same way that I do. I mean, Matt and I have had this conversation on paper, like Matt and I, you know, the Venn diagram crosses in a, on very few things, right? We, we do a lot of bits. Uh, we're white and we annoy people. I feel like that. And we like to eat. <laughs> I feel like that's where our friendship like really developed. But like based on how we were raised and the, the experiences we had growing up and just like, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense that we would be friends, right? Do you, do you know what I mean, Matt? Can you speak into I, that a little bit? You're, you're trying to 
break up our friendship over this podcast. Oh, is that no. what I'm getting? Is that yeah, what yeah. you're like? We oh, shouldn't be friends anymore. You're funny and we like to eat. What's the deal? <laughs> I, no, wait, I mean, that's, that's I mean, enough for paper, a friendship. Right? I, thought, I think <laughs> no, that's funny. I, I love our friendship. Honestly, okay, wait, those are the only two back. things about me. Is that I like I like <laughs> jokes and I like food. There's not a <laughs> lot more I to love me. You. Right, right. <laughs> and you're like, we, just, like, we, we don't, we don't have a deeper open. connection. There's nothing deeper about me. <laughs> but there is. This is what I'm trying to say. We've had so many conversations about about how different our experiences have been growing up. And on paper, we don't have those things in common. And what I'm trying to say, and I'm sure you understand, <laughs> is that that doesn't have to be vision between people. Can have healthy friendships and healthy relationships with people who think differently than we do and and people who approach life differently than we do and honestly i think that's so important especially right now we need to be able to have conversations with people who think differently than we do we need to be able to um not not judge other people or or put our convictions on other people it's so damaging which is is honestly what the church you know, I, you can't see my air quotes, but like the, the collective idea of church and organized religion has done, has, has created divisions between people. And so I do believe it's, it's right now, especially like needs to be on a personal level in conversations and in friendships and in your house and, and with your neighbors and like community is so important and we need to be able to coexist. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes it sound like those bumper stickers, but <laughs> I, I just don't think it needs to be as divisive as it has become. And that's what's so frustrating to me in, in the news. I'm always just like, why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, I think that's so Making me look bad. I think like that, you saying um, creating barriers to keep them within their own. So it's like all the own like, like-minded people. And right. um, yeah, I just, I just wonder why so many like religious people people continue to hold on to that maybe to like keep the community safe um with like having the same thought process sure i mean a mm-hmm. sense of security right if you've mm-hmm. found a space where you feel like you're being heard and people are you know on your side you feel welcome right we're all mm-hmm. looking for spaces where we feel welcome whether it's on a, a larger scale or just even in our own families or our friendships, right? And and but this is scary in anything, right? Organized religion, politics, like when we start to to just collect groups of people who think the way that we do, we're not being challenged. We're not, you know, having to coexist with people and learn to love people who are right in front of us that deserve just as much love, which to me is like, <laughs> it's a biblical idea right to to love your neighbor and to like and so we've but we've created these pods of like I don't know it it is a fine line right because community is important even in friendships you're looking for someone who's in a similar season of life with you right like moms need friends that are also moms who can relate to them and and who can challenge them and we need so we we do need that sense of community and, and people who can identify with you right but if that's all you have if your scope becomes very small and very narrowed it becomes very dangerous mm-hmm. i think that's that's what we're seeing and feeling a lot right now in my opinion matt what about matt you t- oh, yeah sorry. your experience was very different in well yeah so i was raised catholic which is uh, a very specific type of christian which growing up in boston where everyone's catholic i thought catholic and christian were like the same thing Mm-hmm. Um, they are not. Um, we're kind of the OG, so <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I was raised Catholic, and I would go to church every Sunday. And a big shift for me was when the the um, scandal broke that there had been priests in the Boston area because I grew up in the Boston area and it was in the Boston Globe. There broke these stories about all these priests that had been molesting children. Mm. And there was, and the church knew about this and would just move priests around 
to different parishes after the fact they would, you know, and it was awful. And, um, and it was not something, it was hard to be like part of that, identify as part of that church at that point, especially because it was in my backyard. Now it turns out this was actually, um, this was actually a problem, a global problem. This was happening in multiple countries because it turns out when you um, force priests to take a vow of uh, uh, chastity, the poverty, chastity, all these different vows they take, but basically um, priests are, are not supposed to have uh, sex or relationships. And uh, it turns out that they are still human people and they, they still have uh, urges. And apparently if you, you don't let them, uh, date, but then you make them spend all their time with altar boys, um, bad things can happen. And it was happening uh, in Boston and, and other places, but Boston was kind of where it, um, where they uncovered this story and, the, and it was widespread and the church knew about it and covered it up. And uh, so that was not something I could, I could no longer identify with the organization of the church. And, and you, kind of touched on this, the idea of like organized religion versus like faith and your faith and like being a person of faith versus mm -hmm. the actual organization of the church. Um, I definitely just couldn't, couldn't be a part of like, it was, I, I, I don't know how to, it was, it was like kind of embarrassing to be I mean, Catholic it's disturbing. It was right? disturbing. It, it was awful. It was yeah. just like, and I was just like, it was, it's something that if it happened in some other religion, I would be outraged, but it was, it was happening in my religion. And I was like, right. not only outraged, but like, I, 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 it's hard. I don't know how to um, describe it. And it was just something I just couldn't. So I, I will never go back to being the same level of Catholic, like I'm not, I, if religion or spirituality became a bigger part of my life, like I'm open to that maybe, but I'm not open to the Catholic church as an institution anymore. Mm. Um, and I get it. There's like, there's a, there's a new Pope now and they're trying to be a little more progressive or whatever, but it's like, this is just, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it, this is it, this was almost twenty years ago that this story broke, and I still don't know exactly how to talk about it. So, mm -hmm. right. Well, I think it's important too to to think about right. The so the the larger issue of organized religion there, right, is like this what you were describing, which is like if you ask these men to take this vow and to live this way, and it's it, it doesn't mean that of course that means they will they will be molesting children, right? Like that's not, it's not always the truth, but, but if that's something that's happening, like, why are we doing it this way? Like, mm -hmm. and why, why aren't we looking at that? And like, what is the issue here with what we're asking these people to do? And, and something that Matt and I have talked about, which is, you know, cause he really would say that like, well, Catholic, Christian, same. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, that bothers me. Cause I was like, there's so much when he would talk about how he was raised, I mean, to talk about you, like you're not sitting right here, how you would, when you would talk about how you were raised. Just tell me about myself, please. <laughs> so sorry. You mansplained yeah, you just, earlier. <laughs> you, you go wait in the car. Yeah. Well, I do this. Um, I would say, like, I honestly have no idea what that means. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't understand when we were talking about those seven sacraments. And I was like, yes. I, I don't know what this means. So I kept calling them, like, what are the... Boy Scout badges that you earn. What are the? Yeah, no, you just started the, referring to the seven the sacraments as Pokemon because you had to collect them. <laughs> you wanted the Pokemon. You and I was like, that's, that's not a catch that's, them all. Yes, well, yeah. yeah, no, there's the seven sacraments in 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 Catholicism, which I guess is not a part of broader Christianity. I didn't even know that. I thought yeah. we all had them. Like, right. No, and you were yeah. like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we you're all gonna collect them. your little Pokemon, your little <laughs> your little badges and stuff. I'm like, this is very serious stuff. But you also, when you talk about, when you reference being raised in the Catholic Church, you talk a lot about guilt and shame, that There's it was a like guilt-based guilt religion, right? And I think, 
that's something that's I could talk about for. But when things are shape based, and and the Christian church has struggled with this as well. I grew up. I don't want to talk about this forever, but I grew up in the purity movement, and and which it just needs so much deconstruction, right? Of just how we've encouraged young adults to even think about sex and how we, we have like perverted that, like a very normal thing that was like, you know, according to what I believe created by God, like (laughs) that we've made it damaging in that way. Um, But it's like, when we, we build something that is based around shame. I mean, there's scientific studies, right, about when we hold shame in our bodies and we we live a life where we're suppressing shameful feelings, like that is so damaging to you, even physically. Mm-hmm. And not not even to mention, you know, like once you start to then have personal relationships intimately, I'm not even talking physically intimately, just intimate relationships, with people that gets in the way you you have this burden that you carry that is supposed to be based in something that that is supposed to be the most freeing right we talk about like when having higher faith and a higher power and like that that is supposed to be freeing and I believe that it is and that it can be and that it should be but when we attach that to then talking about shame and guilt and that that's how we're going to get people to believe and ascribe to this religion it's literally creating the opposite Mm -hmm. and and I think that's what um the submission is kind of referring to as well right that this person's experience was I was told I had to be this person this way um I was and then I, you know, the feeling of, of shame when you, you don't measure up to this perfect, you know, idea of what you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that becomes damaging emotionally, physically, and then having to like actually deal with a physical ailment when you're also, I'm sure, holding on to shame and guilt from how you were raised. Like, it's just not how it's supposed to be. There's nothing freeing about that. And I think when you do when you are a person of faith or, or spirituality or whatever you want to call it, like that should be very personal. It shouldn't be because it's what you're told. Um, it should be because you chose that because that, that speaks to you and resonates with you in some way. I understand we're raised by our parents, right? Who can only, you know, or it, parental figures that, that they're only going to be able to, raise you with their scope of life, right? Their lens of understanding. And so I understand when I was born into a Christian family, I was raised in a Christian church um, that didn't do everything right. And I think some of the most healing things that I've been able to, or how I've been able to kind of move past that is that my parents did give me the space eventually to take a break and decide what I want myself. You know, when I was old enough to make those decisions. They did not pressure me to come back and to to keep going to church when I didn't want to. I'm sure they were worried and they've expressed that because that, that's what they hoped for me, but they gave me the space to decide that. And I think that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. And that's very American, right? That we have the right to, or we have the space to choose and to proclaim whatever we want to, as far as our faith and, and religion goes. And that's, I do think that's how it should be. It should be personal. It should affect you and it should affect everything, but because it's your choice when you're told all of these things, I mean, you're going to hear story after story as you meet people in the world that, that have felt suppressed, like emotions and, and understanding of like ideals because they couldn't be themselves because they lived in under this, um, idea of what they were supposed to do and it, in Catholicism I and mean, correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like it's also you're not really encouraged to go like read the bible yourself and like ask questions and like challenge your own faith right like someone reads it to you no there's not a lot of questions you're not supposed to ask questions right and I think that's crazy 
because to me it's like i think you're supposed to i think it's biblical to to have doubts to have questions to challenge what you're hearing because when the idea right is if i believe that god's word is the truth right i'm still hearing it filtered through mankind um and so while that that's important i i believe church has its place and like i said community is important and fellowship is important but there also needs to be a personal ownership, right? Because that's where it gets dangerous. If you're not also holding it up against culture and holding it up against yourself and and um, and reading the, in my case, right? Reading the Bible for myself and forming my own personal relationship with God and with the word of God, then it's dangerous to only have it filtered through mankind. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's something that kind of always made me uncomfortable about Catholicism was like, it just felt like you're supposed to put your trust in this priest who puts their trust in the Pope. And it's like, you're not supposed to question it. You're not supposed to even really like, I, I, I don't know, have conversations surrounding it. It's like, this is what you're supposed to do. There's literally like rules of how many things you're supposed to say to you know, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know what all the things are called. You have to say how, however many, whatever. I'm not sure which rules you're referring to. There's a lot of There's rules. so many sure rules. What, specifically you're <laughs> right? trying to. It's so intimidating. As a wedding photographer, when I shoot like Catholic mass, I'm always like, there's so many rules. <laughs> and people look sad. It's not yeah, like. No, church is not a happy, happy people. place. <laughs> right. Oh, no. it, people look sad. They kneel, they stand, the pews creak in silence. That's, it's just like, it's so That's crazy. Sunday morning. That's, that was yeah. every Sunday morning on my child. Yes. And then you go right. to Dunkin' and then you get Dunkin' Donuts out. So it's okay. <laughs> yes. It's a reward. You, yes, you repent and then you get Dunkin' as a reward. Right. Right. That is, that is what Sundays in Boston are to this day. Matt, do you feel like you had to unlearn that shame and guilt that you felt going to church or that church was trying to impress uh, upon you? I would say that I should at some point in <laughs> the future unlearn never? that. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> uh, you, but do you still feel like that comes from being raised in the Catholic church? I think, yes. I think, I don't know. Sometimes I think that maybe I've just, I feel like maybe I'm just a shame, guilt ridden person anyway more so than other christians maybe we all are um so that that might be personal to me as well but um yeah being raised catholic doesn't help uh the the, the guilty feelings and stuff yes no i'm very um to this day i'm very self-critical uh self-hating even sometimes um because that's i mean that's kind of it you know you, that's that's sort of the the Catholicism one hundred and one is like you're you're the sinner, Jesus is the the good person. He's mm-hmm. doing all this stuff because of your sins, and that's the way it's phrased. And it may be more symbolic or whatever, but when you're a kid, you're not thinking in symbolism. You're just hearing like that you're a sinner, and you know oh you do bad things and you need to have this washed away and there's yeah it's all these rules there's um there's there's all these like the rules and everything is is there in place to like repent and and be forgiven for all the bad things you do every week Mm -hmm. and sitting through church was not supposed to be a positive fun thing you're like oh everyone seems so sad of course they're sad they're in church that's what they're supposed to feel when they're in church you go there to feel sad <laughs> about all the bad things catholic you did this church. past week right have but you that's, been to a what... christian church no i've been have to the catholic to like... church you you go but and you'd be you sad gone... for all the bad things you did this week <laughs> that's what church is <laughs> so interesting to me because because honestly i believe some of those things that you're saying but the way that you're saying them I'm like, wow, yeah, that would, especially as a child, it's like, this is not a positive way to learn about myself and what I'm here for and like my purpose and, and my value. I think that's Mm -hmm. a huge part of it, right? It's like, 
do I have value? Because it sounds like I don't. And it sounds like my only value is because I'm here and they're telling me that there's value in that. Yeah. I can't, like, obviously I can't speak for all Catholics, but I feel like this is my personal experience a little bit. Yes. And I feel like also I would talk to people who maybe didn't pay as much attention in church and those people tend to be more well adjusted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see that. You're I mean, yeah, you're a very knowledgeable person who likes to take in information and to process and to you retain things. I'm always blown away by like how much you retain what you hear. Um and if you're absorbing those kinds of messages, yeah, you would carry you can't help but carry some of that with you. Which I think is, I mean, it's such a blessing that you have a brain that works that way because I can't even imagine being able to remember half the things that I hear. But, but what a curse too to like ha- have a hard time releasing those things that you've carried through yeah, your life. A, I think that's having a good like, memory and also feeling guilty about stuff. Uh, yes. Those two things together are not great because <laughs> yeah. I never forget the things I feel. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ugh. This is a, an uplifting conversation. Yeah, I feel like this is the point of the podcast where it turns into my my therapy session. If you guys could just make me feel better, that would be great. For those of you who can't see, Matt is just silently sobbing right now. So we're just gonna take a little break. We broke him. Oh Matt, I absolutely love you and I I am very mm-hmm. excited for your journey of unlearning like all the guilt and shame and realize the wonderful person that you are and what you give to your friends. And it's wonderful. Thank you for saying that. I don't believe a word you just said because I don't love myself, but. (laughs) One day you will, one day you will. And you'll be like, man, I just want to hug young Matt for believing Mm -hmm. these terrible beliefs that were forced upon me. And now I'm glad that I'm in this space where I know that was wrong. Yeah, that's I feel you. season 50 of Unlearning. We'll finally get there. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> Do you have conversations with your parents, Matt, about... About religion? Like what? Yeah, or... Not, like, not uh, about religion, no. I mean, in a in a way that, like... They do they they know that you don't go to church and do they care? Does that bother them? Do they no, know that you? They, they, I don't think they go to church it? anymore either. Actually. Got it. Got it. Got so it. my dad, I think, still goes, likes to go on like Easter and Christmas. He's one of those Catholics now. Mm-hmm. My mom, uh, a holiday Catholic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um. Yeah. Uh, my my mom was never a big church goer. Mm. Um. So no, the, the religion's not really a part of my family life at all. Mm. Um, at least the, yeah. It, 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 yeah, I went every Sunday when I was a kid with my dad and now it's just, it never comes up. Right. <laughs> it was a thing we did for generations yeah. and now we don't talk about it. Yep, um, we don't talk, there's a lot we don't talk about as Irish Catholics. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's like, but you're all still carrying it and it's all still affecting you. This is a huge part of my own, I mean, my own unlearning, right? It's like, what am I still carrying that's, that I need to let go of? And part of that is like, I should probably have conversations with my parents more about like, I don't think that was great. I don't. And, and honestly, my, my dad, you know, has said a couple things to me about like, you know what? Like, I think this we could have done this differently or like as far as like how how our experience of church growing up and I I have appreciated that like we're beginning to have small conversations of unpacking things that feel very um personal and like I've just learned to like hold them and just like we don't have to talk about it well I'll just undo it on our own but honestly I think the undoing of that would happen so much faster if we could have those conversations right which is why I feel very honored to well, so what should i say to my parents what what kind of conversation <laughs> just type out to know. me what i need to say yeah <laughs> Check just even asking questions right would be really fascinating i'd be interested to hear not that it's my business but interested to hear what their experience of that was and how they felt what they were hoping it would 
uh, impart onto their children, right? And why that was a part of raising children for them. But also if it's not something that they personally model, then like, why not, right? I'm almost certain I know the answer, which is we went to church Mm. because it was Sunday, not because we had a reason. Right. I don't think, I don't think, maybe they did, maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, but I don't think they had, if they had a conversation, I don't think it was a very particularly long conversation about how much religion was going to affect the way they raised their children. I don't, I just don't think that was, you know, maybe they gave a lot of thought to it, but I don't think so. Right. And maybe that's part of the therapeutic conversation you would need to have, which is like, that feels careless because it actually did impart a lot of things onto me and it's things that I need to now shed. Right. Right. Well, I don't think it was like a, a, in their minds, it probably was not like a haphazard thing. Like who cares? It was more like a, just a thing that we do. Why wouldn't we go, you know? Yeah. I'm not trying to, to, I'm not trying to talk crap about your parents either. Well, you are. That's what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I just mean, that's very interesting to me. So, her name, his mom's name is also Melanie, but I don't want Melanie to be mad at me. <laughs> but you're okay with my dad being mad be at you? I'm assuming your dad's probably already mad at me. I don't know why. He, he's never met you. <laughs> he's probably mad at me. Uh, See, so that, that's how I feel as a Catholic. That's how I feel all the time. I'm like, oh, I've never met this person, but they're probably mad at me. They probably hate me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I also feel like I get stuck in cycles where if you don't, if you feel negative towards yourself, it almost feels more like you're more likely to then make self-harming mistakes. And like, you know, you're told in church, oh, you're a sinner, you do bad things and you mess up a lot. I feel like you're not going to, rise to the challenge and be a better person you just you just make more of those mistakes and uh yeah so a lot of the negativity that i feel towards myself then gets reinforced by my actions and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of the more i dislike myself the more i do things that are not taking care of myself thus the more i dislike myself it's a pretty vicious cycle. This is not going great for me. I don't like it this is, conversation. It, <laughs> this and is it really good. Because again, it's like skipping that element of, you know, with my faith, right? That is the next step, which is the freedom in that. That like your identity is not that you're a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. But like for me, right, it's, it's my identity is in my faith and what I believe in that I am equipped with things that, that are better because of that. That I, that I can have power over that, the, cause we are all really crappy, right? People are hard. People are hard. We all have, we have crappy tendencies. We do crappy things, you know, that's just part of being human. And like, there is freedom in like being okay with some of that and, and knowing and like believing that I can do better and that I, I feel I have a, pur- a purpose to do better and, mm-hmm. But I feel like so much of your experience was just like, just so you know, you really suck and you need to deal with that. And that makes me so sad because it's like, and I don't know, Felicia, I don't mean to exclude you from this, but like, was that also your experience? Did you also feel, did you grow up with like guilt and shame from religion? And is that something that you're still experiencing? I feel like I grew up with... um because Pentecostal, they like concentrate more on the Old Testaments and um, there's a lot of moments where it would be like, I'll listen to a pastor, but I won't listen to a woman pastor. Um, I think with me, it was a lot of hate towards other people that I did not like. Mm -hmm. A lot of like trying to have those boundaries where it's like, you will only have like-minded friends. Um, Everybody who doesn't believe what we believe is wrong. And me, like, just seeing that and being like, this, it just doesn't feel right for you to teach love, but portray hate. And yeah, I, like, yeah. what even is love then? I don't understand. Truly. And, like, not yeah. to have, and when you do push back, then it's like, mm, no, they're going to hell. So it's like, I, I remember, I, don't, I can't remember exactly what kind of church it was. I think it was, like, maybe, like, a 
satanic church or I can't remember what exact religion it was. And they were right next door to our church. And I remember like, I'm holding my mom's hand walking into church and there's a little girl holding her mom's hand walking into church and looking at her and being like, we're both being told the other side is wrong yes, and that they're going to hell. But we're, that's beliefs that are put on top of us. And it just, it just never really sat right with me. And I, even right now, just having this conversation, I'm starting to realize like, I never separated faith and organized religion whenever someone's like oh are you religious i instantly think of organizations and i say no when it's like but i do have faith i do think that is like the strong foundation that made me into the person that i am today but uh it's just it's it's very hard for me to separate the two i think i'm working on that now yeah yeah honestly that visual makes me want to cry like two small children walking into these two different buildings looking at one another and like being able to relate right children should be able to freely play and experience innocence and and childhood without Mm -hmm. learning to have preconceived notions about another person you know because of which building they enter on Sundays and that's it's just so sad like Mm -hmm. I don't know that just breaks my heart it's just such a a bizarre way to to experience something that that claims to be about love and freedom and people and you know like churches are always like we have a heart for people as long as they think like us and believe what we believe mm-hmm. otherwise we don't it's like what what is that and why are we teaching small children this because look at how like all of us here and i can't even imagine everyone listening but all have a different experience of like this thing that is supposed to be freeing or about love or or whatever is is actually made me confused about loving other people and loving myself and like why would I why would anyone want to choose that right that's it's not welcoming in any way it's not positive it's affected all of our relationships I'm sure in other ways that was something that I realized later was, you know, this does affect my interactions with people. I'm carrying stuff into these relationships that I need. Yeah. I need those barriers to come down and I need to be, to be able to filter things differently. And I think it's just, yeah, that visual of two small children that way it makes me really sad and I just I literally was like I wonder where she is now I wonder what that other girl is doing I wonder what her experience was so hard she's probably also doing a podcast about religion (laughs) (laughs) called learning I'm learning hers is called learning (laughs) Uh, I love this conversation I think it's super like vulnerable and um and eye-opening and I want to like continue having conversations like this instead of um, pushing things to the side and just being like, Oh no, I don't talk about that. Yeah. And which is easy to do, right? Because it is very vulnerable. It's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Matt loves having vulnerable conversations with me. <laughs> I call him the vulnerable. I push, him, I push him to have so many more conversations <laughs> than I think he wants to. But yeah. What is the quote? <laughs> if they're, they're called feelings. If we were supposed to talk about them, they'd be called talkings. Talkings. Yeah. <laughs> From new girl. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As Felicia is saying, like, I love this conversation because it's so vulnerable. I'm like, really? That's the reason I don't like this conversation. <laughs> Matt's just slowly backing out of frame. Exact <laughs> reason why I want here. to walk away. Yeah. Oh, but it yeah. helps us grow. What a know? great deep conversation. And I'm like, okay, so on to our final segment. Uh, <laughs> but okay. we're all unlearning and yet learning at the same time. Mm-hmm. Unlearning things to make space to learn better things. Mm, that's beautiful. Uh, our final segment is called How's Your Journey? The last segment is where we figure out how far we are on our journey of unlearning, scale of one to 10. Uh, you know, one being like, you haven't even started, 10 being, I got it, I figured it out, I know everything there is to know. There's, there's probably not a 10, 
That being said, I'm going to go with a 10 on this one. I'm a 10 on religion. I figured it all out. I'm good. I got it. I, got I have no, there's no lingering issues. No. We resolved everything. Yeah. I, I'm perfectly happy now. This conversation <laughs> fixed everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mel, as the guest, would you like to go first, second, or third? I'd like to go second. That's, that's that seems I'm to be always too too we, we thought like oh the guest should yeah. go first or oh if they'd want to wait we'll let them. but now yeah, that first we, is too intimidating the but then like closing it out is weird too so. right now that we've given we've started to try and give the guests the option <laughs> and they seem to be picking two they keep picking two uh so now you now pick which one of us has to go first i'm such a basic guest um wait uh, it, are we talking about personally or are we yes, saying like yeah, your personal we think thing. as a whole okay okay um then <laughs> felicia i want to hear from you first on my journey i believe i am between a two and a three i think mm -hmm. it's a conversation that i have even in my head been like and now let me figure out religion and faith and i have been like that's for later um and I think that it's something that I really want to dive into and like unlearn and learn new things. Um, yeah, there's, I think this is a long road, but um, yeah, I think I'm at a two or a three. I think that's so beautiful. I think that's so cool. Like, it's just really beautiful that like, that this is opening up even just asking yourself new questions, right? Because I think that's really important. If it's something that you haven't wanted to look at, and don't want to touch which we all have those things in our lives like mm -hmm. sometimes just hearing new dialogue and like new vocabulary for things that you've been experiencing all your life changes everything and like i have something new to chew on and like let marinate and it, it probably will take a long time to just even differentiate between those things because you've spent so much time thinking of it one way and pushing things aside for so long mm -hmm. but i think that's really beautiful like that's very vulnerable and very sweet i'm excited for you to like be able to and not, not because like i'm excited for you to become religious no <laughs> like <laughs> that's not what Join i me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah come no but i'm excited for you to to take ownership and claim for yourself not just i don't want to believe what i was told to believe but like why and so what what do i believe what how, what is the lens that I view the world through that is mine, not just mm -hmm. what I don't want it to be, but what do I want it to be? What is it? Mm. I think is really beautiful. I can't even imagine what 10 would be, right? So it's like, how far am I from 10 is a hard scale to imagine. Mm -hmm. So how well, far, then how am far I from are you from one? One, exactly, is <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out. And my first instinct was like, Maybe four or five. I feel like, but five sounds weird when I'm like, am I halfway there? That sounds like crap. But, <laughs> but I think it's a long journey though. So, right, exactly. And I think because faith is something that is actively a part of my life, it is something I'm working on frequently because it infiltrates so many aspects of what I come up against every day. Um, so, I do think because I come up against it so much. I think I'm forced to, to kind of deconstruct things slowly or seek out wisdom in people that I trust when I come up against those things. And I think that that has been good, but, but I know I have so much, I mean, even just in these past two years, right? So much has come up that, that has had me raise new questions within myself or, or, you know, in my interactions with other people and like, how do I want to approach that? And, and what does that mean for me moving forward? Or what does that mean for my faith in the world today? Like, how does it apply today? Um, so I feel like even though I'm moving forward in the scale, that's not to say that I won't take steps backward and like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the goalpost seems like it gets a little farther sometimes. And um, so today I'll say I'm at a four and a half 
mostly because I'm just entering into this space and having this conversation tomorrow. I'll probably wake up and be like, it's a two, I'm a big two. Uh, all right. I'm i I'm a nine and I have no comments about that. I'm just going to give you a number and we're done. All right. Thank you for listening to the podcast. How dare you? Uh, this is hard because I feel like growing up, going to church and then kind of, and then in the, kind of immediate aftermath of really no longer identifying as Catholic, I probably thought I was far along or further along than I had been as a kid, certainly. But then, like we talked about, that there, there's this separation between the establishment of religion and the actual philosophy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I'm still grappling with and I also uh, like we mentioned I'm definitely not over my Catholic upbringing it still very much affects how I feel about myself uh, to this day Um, and and this is I mean we're just talking about our personal religions i mean there's so much other this is such a broad topic we could have you know mm-hmm. we could do a oh, whole yeah. episode about islam you know mm-hmm. yeah. we, we didn't even Absolutely. talk about judaism or islam or anything you know right um so like, i kind of want to say like a one maybe a yeah. two let's say two i yeah. guess when i was when i was a kid going to church and not really questioning why we were there and just being like, all right, I guess, I guess I'm a sinner. I'm a real piece of shit. That's, mm. um, and it, let me be clear. There were also positive messages in church for whatever reason, those did not stick as well as the <laughs> negative ones. Yeah. So that says a lot about me in addition to religion. I, I even like feel right. I feel kind of guilty right now. I even feel bad about like shit talking to the Catholic church. Even now I'm like, I really shouldn't be so mean to the church. Um, you're questioning that. That's okay. Yeah. I'm not sure the church was super nice to you. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to be. I have to I guess be nice it's not an eye for an eye, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go with like a three, I guess. Yeah, when you were talking though, I was like, that's why I was asking, are we talking about personally or not? Because when I open up the scope more, it's like, no, we're so far. Yeah. And each this- of our goalposts probably are in very different positions, right? The things were what attend to each of us is but I think this is so cool like this podcast right in a way is like a challenge to continue the journey of that unlearning which I love mm-hmm. all these topics that you guys are covering but this especially is so much more personal than people realize because mm-hmm. because of what we think religion is right like you were saying like that's what shut it down even I I said that too like I don't say I'm religious so this is like the challenge to to keep doing the unlearning like press into that and like ask yourself those questions and have conversations with other people and what their experience of faith and religion is because there's probably a lot more to glean that we're not talking about because mm-hmm. what because we want to talk about the things we're unlearning which is healthy but like also what is there to glean from like how to move forward not just how to look backwards that's why i love it that's why i like what I hope people get from the podcast is mm-hmm. to continue having these conversations and to feel like they're not the only one. No one has as much as I would love to say a 10 for any of these topics we've ever had. I don't think anyone is truly at a 10. I think it's constant, like moving forward and backwards on the journey scale. Thank you for like yes. being well, on the podcast and taking on. your time. Yeah. Thank you, you guys. It's just like, these are my favorite kinds of conversations. Just really. They're my least <laughs> favorite. Like, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I love stuff like this. I just feel so like connected to like the two of you and just even like the idea of like, I'm sure the things each of us are talking about, listeners will be able to identify with and like, hopefully that will encourage them to go out and have conversations. And mm-hmm. that's how it starts, you guys. That's how we that's all how get, get better. <laughs> You're wonderful. thank you so are you i'm proud of everybody here we all did hard work today guys we did we all deserve a nap i was just gonna say (laughs) i love naps
We deserve it. My favorite reward. Yeah, I, earned, <laughs> I earned this now. You did. <laughs> you did. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unlearning. Please feel free to share your stories with us or send comments and suggestions to unlearningapodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, unlearning underscore cast, Instagram, unlearning underscore podcast. We are a proud member of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. This is a reminder that you are not alone on your journey to unlearning. Unlearn that.